0: Welcome back to the JARCast. I'm your host, Sally Barry,
1: And I'm Boyd Balsley. Today we have on Mr. Stone, middle school history teacher and head of the Department of History here at ACA. Hello, guys. It's good to be here. Um, Mr. Stone, where'd you grow up? Uh, Plymouth, Indiana. My general location is um, 15 minutes south of Notre Dame in South Bend. Although if you ask the 7th graders, they'll tell you I'm from Gary, Indiana, which is not true. And it's not the best place either. No, it's not.
0: Did you grow up going to Notre Dame games?
1: Um, Every once in a while. I've been to a couple football games, a couple football tailgates, and then a couple basketball games, but not all that often. Just every once in a while. Is that um, a really small town, or is it mid-size? 10,000 people, pretty small. My high school was 1,400 students, um, which is much bigger than ACA, but still not that big.
0: When did you leave and come to Atlanta?
1: I came to Atlanta in 2019 um, after teaching my first year in Colorado I taught sixth grade that first year in a contained classroom so I taught every subject uh, and it was 30 students which is a lot of kids for a first year but um, came to Atlanta in the fall of 2019 and began teaching seventh and eighth grade which was you guys you were in seventh grade I didn't realize you taught, you said first grade? Sixth grade. Oh, sorry, I thought you said first grade. Look, if I taught (laughs) first grade, I would have been fired instantly. There's no way.
0: What was the hardest subject that you had to teach them?
1: Oh, my gosh. First of all, science. Just because I I have a lack of knowledge when it comes to science, there's there's a a gap there. And so that was was difficult, trying to keep up with all the different information and and new stuff that's come out and stuff that's changed. So that was tough. Uh, And then grammar. Teaching grammar is very difficult. It's it's kinda like math in a certain way. It's very analytical. And the kids the kids were better at it than I was. They've been doing it since since first grade and they at Liberty Common School they did this four level analysis of sentences. And so the kids had done it like nonstop since first grade. And so they saw a sentence and they could do it like that. And I was like, oh man, this is tough. I don't know if this is right. Where in Colorado was that? Fort Collins. It's about an hour north of Denver. So was that kind of in the mountains? Mountain area? So it's it's right at the foothills. So like there's Fort Collins and then there's, there's Horsetooth Reservoir. And then you go like an hour to the west and then you're in the mountains. Um, a lot of those kids out there went snowboarding every Friday. It's pretty awesome. Like they would, I mean, the amount of times that they would miss school on Friday to go skiing was unbelievable. Some of their parents were like, (laughs) "Which that it is what it is. Did you ever dive into the culture and go skiing? No way, (laughs) (laughs) way too expensive. It is really expensive. And they did not pay me that much, so. Didn't have that luxury.
0: Would you ever move back to Colorado? No way. Really?
1: Why would I leave here? It is a great place and I, you know, it's, it's treated me well, so. And if I left ACA, I'm pretty sure Mr. Sheps would hurt me. (laughs) So I'm not going to do that.
0: You went to Hillsdale, right? Correct. Why did you go to Hillsdale? That's
1: a good question. Don't know. No, I do. Um, So when I was a freshman in high school, my dad came to me and was like, hey, have you heard of this this school, this small D2 school? Might be a place worth looking at for playing sports. Um, At that time, it was football and soccer and basketball. And... I was like, okay, I'm a freshman in high school. Why are you talking to me about college? Like, I don't, like, that's not even, like, on my timeline or my horizon. Um, And then junior year, went and visited the school, and Mr. Holt gave me my tour around campus. Um, It was the last one he ever did before he got fired. Um, But he was fired because he had too many jobs, not because he was bad at it. Um, When I got on campus and I walked around and... Got to meet people, um, Mr. Holt, especially, just kind of fell in love with Hillsdale um, and the culture and the people that were there, and I don't know. The visit is the thing that really sold me on on going there. So, you know, as you guys start to navigate your college decisions, the visit is so important and how you feel on campus, the comfort level you have of like, okay, these people are good people. I know how to get around. Um, It feels like a good fit like that's that's such a key thing and so the visit is what really sold me and then senior year obviously applied to several different colleges visited several colleges and they just none of them felt right and they just no matter what it was like um hanover university in southern indiana is a small liberal arts college kind of like hillsdale they offered me this huge scholarship, but I just didn't just didn't like the feel of it. And I just it just didn't feel right and so waited until February, got accepted into Hillsdale and I didn't look back after that. So I mean Mr. Holt's a big part of that, so you yeah, know, gotta give him credit.
0: Did you end up playing any sports at Hillsdale? At Hillsdale? No.
1: I played intramural sports, uh, football. Very good, but also very feisty, got in a couple of tussles. Uh, and then basketball, that's where I broke my ankle. I've heard about that. The yes. doctor said you had the worst break mm-hmm. he's ever seen. Okay. The worst break and tears he's ever seen because the, the bone, the little bone in the, the dome of my ankle was shattered. They thought they could fix the bone, which was kind of naive, I think. They, when they did surgery, when I woke up, they're like, yeah, you're, the bone was shattered into a million tiny pieces. And they showed me like a bunch oh. of them that they cleaned out and I was just like, oh my gosh but he said the the torque of how i landed with my ankle sideways facing the wall parallel which is not how it's supposed to be and then i rolled over it so like my body rolled over it and it just like everything was torn all the tendons all the ligaments achilles just like everything my foot was just like hanging i mean it was bad It was so bad. Um, He basically was like, when I went to the doctor in South Bend, he was like, it looks like someone opened up your leg, put a bomb in there, and then let it go. Is is the South Bend Hospital the closest one to Hillsdale? No, so we, I went to Hillsdale first, and it was a crazy experience, y'all. First of all, they wrapped up my leg incorrectly, so when they did this, it it got, like, it like ripped the skin off the top of my foot because it was wrapped incorrectly. It's okay, Sally. <laughs> so it has so I have this giant scar on my foot from it. Um and then they told me that I didn't break a bone at Hillsdale. But then they sent me to an orthopedic doctor in Hillsdale and they were like, Oh yeah, you definitely broke a bone and I was like, Hold on a minute, what is going on? Like how is this so wrong? So it was right before um I mean it's right before spring break, uh, so we just went to South Bend to get a second opinion. Um, and the surgeon there at South Bend Orthopedics, he was the surgeon for Notre Dame. So all their athletes, anybody who had any kind of ankle injury, he was the guy that was, like, doing all of their, their different um, therapy. And so he was the one operating on them, but also just he's just a, a very smart, smart guy. Um, he went to Creighton in Nebraska. Uh, but he, he was just a better fit, better doctor, and he took care of it, and it was such a simple thing, Um, but the recovery process was terrible. I had, I mean, he basically said I'd have arthritis in five years in my ankle, which I haven't gotten arthritis yet, so that's a plus. Um, It's healed up really nicely, but it was a a long road. It took a couple years. I mean, yeah, probably two or three years. I mean, I, I would still feel it, like, all the time, just pain and just achiness, but really, it's been... It's been a lot better in the last couple of years, but it definitely took two to three years. I mean, I went from crutches with a cast. I had a scooter at one point. My friends called me Scoot. It was really annoying. Um, I had multiple boots, multiple casts. It was, I mean, it was just a wild ride, but yeah. I mean, it took six months to even walk again. And oh, by that you on crutches yeah and then by that point i mean my my whole left leg was like atrophied so there's like no muscle in my oh, yeah. leg it just looked gross real skinny <laughs> yeah yeah it's so strange
0: how'd you hear about aca
1: so this is a funny story i applied to go to grad school um when i was at hillsdale and i wanted to go study for a master's and eventually a PhD in history, and <laughs> I, one night we're in the dorm and I'm on duty as an, uh, an RA because that was what the Joe and the Jobs I did and um, it's like two or three in the morning and we're still up because we're just doing doing our weekend rounds and making sure people are staying out of trouble. and. I got an email from the University of Iowa saying that I was accepted to grad school to go get a master's in history. And so we celebrate, we go crazy, me and all the boys, and we jumping up and down. We broke ceiling tiles. I mean, it was crazy. And they Monday comes around, and I get a second email that says here's your acceptance letter, here's all this stuff, and like it's like this great time. And that's at 10.30 in the morning, I get this acceptance letter. And so basically, at any point from Saturday to, to Monday, I could have accepted their offer and gone to grad school and studied, studied for a master's in history. Um, but I got an email at 4.30 saying that I wasn't accepted. Ficked you out on I mean, it. Well, they said, look, We accepted you prematurely. We are not finished reviewing your application. Um, We will let you know in two weeks whether or not you are actually in. Which is, it's bonkers. Um, It uh, led to one of my professors being so angry that anytime he sees someone at University of Iowa or he sees someone at a conference from the University of Iowa, he lets them know about it um, and says something. And... It's probably really mean and snarky, but I love it. Um, And so that then led me to the ACA um, Classical, or not ACA, sorry, the Hillsdale Classical Job Fair, where I went and talked to all these different um, schools and met a bunch of teachers and people. And, of course, Mr. Holt was there, walked right up to him, started talking, had a conversation, and then I talked to Mr. Lambert and he told me um that they didn't have anything open for history that's what i wanted to teach i didn't i wasn't thinking anything other than teaching high school history um very naive on my part i just didn't understand um what it means to actually get into teaching and and what that looks like and i had a very kind of i don't know bloated ego about my abilities to teach and what i could do and i really still wanted to go to grad school that was what i really wanted to do and didn't realize that one you can teach without going to grad school and you can do a lot of good things with that and two um just the the secondary school and grad school landscape is not exactly a great one and there's so many programs and so many people going to them and, and it's just really hard to get into but also it's not always worth it when you do get in. Um, so I would have been you know, shelling out more money to get a master's degree um, with no experience, having done no, no job in, before doing that. And so um, Mr. Lambert, um, Colonel Lambert was like, we have no positions in Atlanta for history. And so I was like, okay, whatever. Even though Mr. Nugent was down here working his, his tail off teaching six classes So there actually would have been like a spot that could have been created. But I was like, all right, whatever. And just like kind of didn't think about it. And since he said there's no history positions, I didn't I didn't pursue it any further. And so that then led me to Colorado um, teaching a great group of kids, as I said, in sixth grade. And then in I think it was February of 2019. um, The job fair happens again my wife, Mrs. Stone, she goes and talks to Mr. Holt at the job fair. She interviews, starts this whole process. Mr. Holt texts me and says, hey, do you want to teach 7th and 8th grade history in Atlanta? And I was like, yeah, I guess. I, I mean, if, if we both get jobs in Atlanta, then yeah. And so then that's, that's how I ended up in Atlanta. Um, long story, just crazy ride of, of grad school, not grad school, and then it all, I mean, it turned out for the best, so. And you're in grad school right now? Yep, yeah. at um... University of Dallas, online. Um, it's been great. Mr. Clausen's in the program. Uh, Mr. Bencourt is in the program. I actually have class with him uh, this fall. I have class tonight, actually, oh gosh. Um, but yeah, it's been a great experience. And so it's a master's uh, in humanities with a classical education. Um, background or concentration and it's it's been fascinating just absolutely great so um, it was worth it to wait because I have more experience now I've read more I've got more um, more ideas and more things going on just from having the experience of teaching now for six years Um, so in the long run you know with grad school it's it's worth it to wait I think and and go get some experience and then come back to it so it's been a great experience with the University of Dallas. Um, do you plan on going all the way to the PhD, do you think? Or? I don't know. I haven't decided. Maybe. It's just it's a lot of work. It's more money. Um, you know, I got that crazy kid running around at home. <laughs> she is crazy. So I, I don't know. I haven't decided. Possibly. Another kid on the way. Right? Yeah. Due in May. Can't believe it.
0: What day in May? can't tell you. Okay, well, if it's the 8th, I'll be really excited.
1: Okay, well, it's not the 8th. Sorry. It's
0: okay. Has Winnie made her first steps yet?
1: Yes. She <laughs> runs all over oh. the place. <laughs> I didn't get that. She runs, she climbs. I mean, she's almost jumping at this point. I mean, it's crazy. It's terrifying. She climbs everything. And then if she falls, she doesn't even care. She just gets back up. You mean it? Future athlete. Yeah. You're telling me. Andreas on, uh, Monday asked me when she was going to beat me in one-on-one. I guess that was Tuesday. It's like, what age will she be when she beats you in one-on-one? I was like, all right, calm down. You need to stop. <laughs> She's never going to beat me, all right?
0: When did you meet Miss Mrs. Stone?
1: Um, the fall of 2015. So I was a sophomore at Hillsdale. She was a freshman. That's when we met. And a very awkward, I was a very awkward person. I'll just put it that <laughs> way.
0: How'd you propose to her?
1: So, I was out in Colorado, so she was still, she was a senior at Hillsdale and I was out in Colorado. Um, basically I lied to her. So I told her that I wasn't coming to Hillsdale for homecoming and so she was very mad at me the whole week. Um, told her I wasn't coming, uh, there's no way I can get a flight out there, it just, it just can't happen. At that point, when I told her that I wasn't going to Hillsdale's homecoming, I already had a ring. So I'd already bought the ring. was like, I'd already bought a plane ticket. So all of it is just lies. Um, And so Thursday night before homecoming, I am flying out to Hillsdale. She has no idea. Um, And it's in the afternoon. We haven't talked much all week just because i'm in colorado she's in hillsdale time difference and we've just been very busy and so i say okay i'm gonna go hang out with my school principal and we're gonna hang out and just kind of um get some dinner and do whatever so i won't be able to talk much and so that makes her very mad she's uh, really upset so during the week her friends painted her nails got her like ready for this moment she picked off the, the the paint so she picked off the nails, so her friends convinced her Thursday night to redo it. So she's she's doing that and she's really upset and complaining about this. Um, So I land in Hillsdale at two in the morning on Friday and picked up by my brother and one of my good friends. Um, And I stay at a friend's house that night and that whole day. And I texted her as if I was in Colorado. So at like 2 p.m. Michigan time. It's like twelve in Colorado. So I text her that I was at lunch. Math class was terrible today. All all of this whole story. So she again she has no idea I'm in Hillsdale. And that that night, Mrs. Holt, at that point Miss Hopbridge, gets her ready to go to some fancy dinner that she thinks she's going to. So she's all dressed up in this this beautiful red dress. And she's walking across campus and i'm in central hall just waiting so i have all of my friends and many of her friends are on campus on the quad playing frisbee statue golf all of these people that are our friends and that we love are all there and she just has no idea she's just like oh wow look at all these people that some of them have graduated that are just hanging out with us like why are these people here and she's and they're walking up the middle of the path to go to Central Hall. And Mrs. Holt just veers off, she's gone. And my my wife is looking at her like, where are you going, where are you going? Meanwhile, I'm walking down the stairs of Central Hall and I walk down and I've got somebody videotaping the whole thing, I've got another person taking pictures, and then the moment happens and that's, that's where I propose. And she had no idea that any of it was gonna happen, just total utter shock crying immediately which she's a crier but it was a it was incredible
0: oh that's so sweet do you have any names for your new baby
1: if i did and i told you on this podcast i would be in a lot of trouble (laughs) so i can't tell you do you think (laughs) the correct answer is yes but i cannot tell you do you think becoming a father has changed your outlook on teaching absolutely um I've talked about this a lot with Mr. Rosenzweig, um, who's been kind of a mentor um, in this regard. But I'm much more apt to have grace with students um, and to to speak in a different way. So the way in which you know a student gets in trouble or something, or you know they've done something wrong, you know, depending on what it is, right? That conversation looks a lot different now. Um, I think I have a lot more patience in the classroom. I think, just generally, have a lot more fun. Um, I mean, you guys were in my classroom. We had a lot of fun. But I, it, it's, I don't know. There's something. There's something slightly different. Of, I have a little bit more understanding of, kind of the human condition, and, you know, these these people in front of me, these 12 to 15 year olds, they're they're still developing in many ways, and they're going to make mistakes and I'm much less apt to take that personally now. Um, which I, you know, I've, I've come a long way in five years, I think, and I've I've worked really hard at, at being a good, good teacher and, um, just doing right by students and making sure that they feel cared for, but also, you know, are corrected when they need to be. And I, um, strive to find a balance between we're learning and we're doing hard work, but also, we're hearing incredible stories in class and having fun with those stories. Um, and so I think the biggest thing has just been patience and a willingness to give grace more often than not. And, and that has been really helpful in connecting with, with students, especially teaching this year. Um, I have 130 students, which is the most I've ever had. And it's a lot. And so it's really hard to get to know all of these students, but that grace component has been really effective in, in getting to connect with all these kids. Has the middle school described? Mm-hmm. So, with sixth grade, expanded to three sections of sixth grade. And so now, in the last two years, we've expanded seventh grade to three sections and eighth grade to three sections. And so they used to be 54 students, now there's 67. And so yeah, I teach all periods of the day, one through six, 130 kids. Oh
0: my gosh, what's the like most meaningful thing you teach them?
1: <sighs> wow, that's a lot, Sally. Most <laughs> meaningful? Um,
0: or your favorite?
1: My my, for me, the most meaningful and also my favorite happens in second semester of eighth grade. Now the curriculum's changed a little bit, so I don't know if we'll get as far as I want to um but the stuff that students learn about the 1950s the 1960s and the 1970s in america is by far um become my favorite thing to teach and also my favorite thing to to myself learn about um and that i mean that includes in the 50s just kind of this changing landscape of america after the war where we turn into mass consumer culture popular culture and Everybody's buying the same things, wearing the same things, saying the same phrases, um, which has, you know, only gotten more extreme today. Um, And a lot of that has to do with TV uh, and social media and things like that. But then and then from the 50s of this time of kind of prosperity and peace and things are going well and you shift that and contrast it with the 60s where you have the civil rights movement, you have Um, the beginnings of the Vietnam War, and you have also this this hippie movement that goes along with these things. Um, And then you get to 1968, and you're looking at the assassination of MLK. You're looking at the assassination of Robert Kennedy. Um, You know, if you go even earlier than that, you have 65 with the assassination of Malcolm X, and then 63, the assassination of JFK. And it's just a turbulent time. So you go from this prosperity to this turbulence and it's like, wait a minute, what happened? And so the conversations and the things we read um, during that time, it, it's just so powerful and it's so meaningful for me and for the students. And there's so much depth of thought in those, those units in that time period um, that eighth graders don't think they're capable of. And then all of a sudden we're talking about Civil rights and justice and mercy and forgiveness and all these other things that that they wouldn't even consider and now they're talking like ninth grade or tenth grade students and they've they've built up to this ability to do this over the uh, over the two years in the class and so yeah those are just the best things to teach and and again we read so many incredible primary sources during that time we're reading from JFK himself. We're reading stuff about Vietnam, we're reading uh, Malcolm X, Stokely Carmichael, um, Martin Luther King, um, and many others. Russell Kirk is one of them, Irving Kristol. um, And then uh, Jerry Irvin, who wrote the, I think that's right. Uh, No, that's not right. Jerry Rubin, he he wrote um, the Port Huron Statement, which is a fascinating document uh, that is such a great piece for discussion. So
0: from teaching us in your first year and teaching now, do you notice a difference in your teaching or like, do you feel more confident?
1: For whatever reason, and this is weird, well, for whatever reason with y'all in that seventh grade class, I felt very confident from the beginning. Um, And I think a lot of that has to do with with the curriculum that was being taught. So y'all in seventh grade that year were learning 19th century, 18th century, Uh, European history and that was going to World War One and that is what I studied in college that is what I have the most knowledge of and so I was so excited to teach that um, including the Russian Revolution and everything else that was in there so I just felt really really confident with that um, going in Uh, but you know over the past five years definitely have reached a point where I am incredibly confident in front of students to the point of like I've got this down to a system um, and what we're doing now is just working on improving that system over time and so just finding ways little ways to tweak things to get better um, extremely well prepared which I always was uh, back then but um, that's what leads to the confidence is just preparation and I've put in a lot of work to be Prepared, So, like, last semester for seventh grade, I didn't have to do anything. Everything was already prepared. I just had to print it out and and go. And so, um, you know, definitely that first year with that eighth grade class, I was not nearly as confident. And I don't know why that is. Um, I think it had to do with the fact that they still loved Mr. Nugent and he wasn't their teacher. And so it was a tough crowd in there. (laughs) Some days it was tough. You can ask them. Um, But... Yeah, definitely have grown in that that confidence and and strength and abilities and just just knowing what what I'm what I'm doing. Well, this is what Dr. Farmer wanted me to ask you. Oh, great! It's really random. Tell us about your love for Bob Seger. That's a great question. Um, so, Bob Seger is a he's a musician um, like I want to say 70s, 80s rock. Um, old time rock and roll that's him um, there's a bunch of other songs but I just my dad loves Bob Seger uh, he's from Grand Rapids, Michigan so that's close to Hillsdale that's close to where I grew up that's about an hour away from where I grew up actually closer to where I grew up than, than Hillsdale um, but just a great guy he's a great artist so I just love that I, I'm so, I thought that was going to be a Bob Ross question which you also love Bob Ross? I also love Bob Ross there you go Bob, have you
0: ever completed a video, like, painting no. of Bob Ross?
1: I can't paint. I use pencils. <laughs> I draw with pencils. Have you tried with the pencil? I have not tried a Bob Ross, but I, I mean, most of the pencil drawings I do are landscapes. Um, so they're in the same kind of category as what Bob Ross would do. Um, I've gotten pretty good over the last year. I've only been drawing for a year, but I love it. It's so relaxing and so much fun
0: well i think that's a good way to end it so thank you so much for coming yeah thanks for having me guys